What's up, people of the world? This is the first interview of the Successpreneur Podcast. I am Pat Hilton. I hope it sounds awesome because I can't hear anything except our host, Pat, and our guest, Dana Derricks, the goat farmer, the copyright genius, the man with the million-dollar plan, the dream 100-con master, Dana Derricks. What's going on, buddy? What's up, Pat? Thanks for having me, man. You know what? Thanks for coming on. And uh, the reason why I'm having you on is because there's a lot of really awesome business gurus out there. And while I do like to toast uh, being funny about the guru stuff, there's a lot you can learn from people that are actually doing it the right way, that are teaching you the right systems, that are teaching you the right processes. And uh, what you will find online is that you don't see Dana talking too much on Facebook or Instagram unless he's promoting one of his books or a conference or where he's speaking or what he's doing because Dana is 100% dialed in on his business. And that's what I love about you the most is that you're dialed in on what you're doing. So why don't you talk a little bit about how you got started doing copywriting? We kind of talked about you doing that in college and advancing into this business world, this entrepreneur space that we kind of joke about a little bit, but you've become someone who is an authority because you bring people results and you've spoken on the big stages. And so why don't you talk a little bit about how that all happened? Yes. Uh, So I guess I'll fast forward um, into college, one of the defining moments of my life. So um, as a kid growing up, I was always an entrepreneur. I grew up on a dairy farm in Wisconsin. And um, knew at a young age that was not the life I wanted. Um, milk and cows and hauling shit, you know, as wasn't my thing. Nothing wrong with it, but um, no, not, not at all. <laughs> right. So, uh, and you didn't you grow up in Missouri in the backwoods? So you know all about. I that. I did, and I was actually back home for the holiday over the weekend, and we were kind of laughing because we live in Texas now, but Dallas is this huge growth population business entrepreneur, Houston is growing, San Antonio, Austin, and St. Louis and Kansas City are moderately big, but not like it is here in Texas. And so I've got to position myself in an area where I can blow up locally and market my services to a wide variety of people. And so, yeah, I mean, Missouri is a little bit more backwoods than people (laughs) from Missouri want to say it is. Yeah, especially once you leave, right? Totally. <laughs> That's awesome. Totally. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm in college and, and just figuring life out. And um, I had this night class and it was like four and a half hours, like really horrible. And so I, I get done with it. I go over to Taco Bell. I'm, I'm like desperate and heart hungry. And um, I order a meal. It was like six bucks in my card. I go up and I swipe my card and um, the, the clerk looks at me and they're like, very gracefully, this kid screams out, it got declined. And I was like, you know, like, oh, shit, like lying to myself saying, oh, well, that money, the money must not have transferred or something. But no, I was broke. So I left that Taco Bell without food. Um, and it was really a defeating feeling. So what I did was the next day, I uh, took out a credit card um, with $500 limit and went right to Barnes and Noble and physically filled up a shopping cart full of uh, books. I went into the business section and just literally filled up $500 worth of books, all like all types of books. I mean, I knew I just had to change something because this was not how I wanted to live. So right. um, 
my, the first book I read out of that pile was, um, a shitty accounting book and it was horrible. <laughs> I got like 10 pages and I'm like, this is fucked up. Like, I hope that, um, and I hope it's okay to swear. Sorry. Yeah, um, totally fine. I want okay. people to just do what they need to do. I figure on Pat's show, it probably isn't as frowned upon. We, we um, need some F-bombs on the show. Or else, <laughs> yeah, okay. How am I ever going to get my buddy Gary V on if he can't say fuck? <laughs> yeah. I would start worrying about you, Pat, if, if that wasn't. Um, right. Okay. So anyway, my second book I ever read was a book by Luck um, by a guy named Dan Kennedy, one of the best copywriters ever. And um, that book kind of changed my whole trajectory of my life and business. And within six months, I went from broke to making more money than the president of our university, my senior year in college, um, sitting in the back of the, the classroom working as a copywriter. So that was a pretty big turnaround from that. Wow. So I remember you telling that story on stage at Dream 100 Con in Minneapolis, where Russell Brunson spoke. Um, we've, you've had Dan Henry out, uh, a woman I love so much, Rachel Peterson, who I've become friends with her and her husband. All these great people that I've met through, uh, you know, our common bond of the business entrepreneur space and all real deal people. So how did you go from just being a copywriter or just being a copywriter, being a copywriter, the person that writes ads for, I'm saying other people maybe, to being someone who writes them for yourself, sells your own books and becomes an authority in this, in this business space? Yeah, so it like zooming way out, what that looks like is it's just a decade of in the trenches doing it and putting in your 10,000 hours. And that's, uh, that's something before we, you know, got on air, what you and I are talking about is like, there's like a plague right now in the online, I don't know, guru industry where people try to take the fast way. And they try to, you know, they, they see that they need to be an authority that they need to be an expert in order to command fees and, and what have you and, and be successful. However, they don't, recognize that you can't fake 10,000 hours, right? right. Brought up Gary V earlier and I've seen him live once and the guy just, instead of having a like scripted presentation, he's a, you know, a small mastermind. Of, um, and he just sat there and did Q and a and just riffed. Like there were lines of people asking completely random unrehearsed questions and he nailed the answers. And I just thought to myself, like, you can't fake that. That is incredible. That comes from 20, 30 years of doing and doing and doing, right? Right. So that's the secret, <laughs> really. Right. And I think that also uh, just staying in your lane, too, because, I mean, I met all you guys by just offering to just be the songwriter, guitar player, introduction, entertainer guy, because I know that's where my 10,000 hours is. So if I put myself as that position – I can always learn business and systems and processes and meet the right people and scale and all, all these words, like you said, that you, you people hear three or four times and then want to be an authority saying on the internet. But when you know what you are and you focus on that and you put yourself around the right people, those results are going to come if you're willing to take the hits. And that's another hard reality of this is, dude, there's highs and lows, man. I made a post the other day about how hard December has been just because it's just been a slow month with audio and video and all the production stuff that I do for businesses and music gigs and all this. It's just a slow month. So I'm sure that you've run into those months too, correct? Absolutely. Yes. hundred percent. And I'll, I would tell, I tell my, um, everyone I work with that, 
you really need to zoom out like and and like average things because it, it's maddening i i could remember sitting there refreshing my stats every like five seconds um like waiting for something to come in and it's just like that is it it, it can't work that way um because when the highs are high the lows are low and and if you look at it from a, i guess uh like 30,000 foot view it's a lot more acceptable because the highs aren't as high and the lows aren't as low and then um just remember where you were even a year ago or two years ago like how how much stuff has changed in that time frame that you probably even when you're in your low it's probably better than um a lot of people's highs so i try no, to look at I totally that agree and it's funny you bring that up because you're the first guest I've ever had on this show. The first couple episodes were me kind of finding my voice with this whole deal that I'm going to be doing. And um, the, the pivot point for me to go from just being an entertainer to an entrepreneur, as I call it. And yes, I did get that term from Nicole Arbor because I cite my sources. I don't want her to rip on me like she did Jay Shetty. Um, so entrepreneur means I still want to be an entertainer. But how am I going to do it as an entrepreneur and as a businessman, as a CEO, so that I can provide the income needed to be experimental and to write songs and to have fun and to do the things I want to do with my family and have a, a normal lifestyle instead of driving all over the country in a van with a guitar, sleeping on people's floors broke. That, that is not a long-term success solution. Waiting on getting discovered is not a long-term success solution. There's got to be a strategy. Hard work and passion are great, but where's the strategy and the execution? So I was just like, dude, what do I need to do to get around people that know business? Or I can't do this forever. And that Dream 100 conference that you did, you flew me out, you put me up. I, I played, what people might not know is, I mean, I was eating a 40 cent loaf of bread in the hotel room for lunch with hard boiled eggs chopped up with mustard on them because I couldn't afford to go to the steak lunch with the people at the rest of the conference with Rachel Peterson and yeah. Steve Larson it, and all those guys. They, it, they're, they're just, I'm at a different part of my journey than Steve or, or Rachel are. And, and that's okay. And I think that I, I, I beat myself up a little bit, but since that event, I mean, I quit playing at the bars. I quit being around, you know, alcohol and, and joints and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's not really hard to figure out I did that stuff. I had music videos with Afro Man. Let's, let's, let's face the facts. <laughs> which, um, which bucket list item, though, like that, like that's not something to regret, of course. No, but yeah, not no, at all. It. I mean, how many people have done a music video with Afro Man and then gone and played 10X Growth Con and introduced Russell Brunson at Dream 100 Conference? One person. One person. <laughs> so, like you said, it's, it, it, we can beat ourselves up or we can look at how far we've come. So, what does that process look like for you? Like, you were the copywriter and then you, you when did you say, I'm going to make the jump to like full time being this like business authority? Like, 10 years. So what was involved in that? Yeah. Um, so before I answer that directly, I want, I want to circle back to the, um, to that, uh, eating those sandwiches thing. So I, disclaimer for everyone, I, Pat and I didn't really know each other. I think that was, might've been the first time we ever met. Was that It was the first time we ever yeah. met. Yeah. So Pat is a fantastic at doing the dream 100, which by the way, if you don't know, just Google it. And, um, anyway, so, Pat and buy the and I, book. 
<laughs> yeah, do, do that too. Buy the Dream Hunter book. Um, and uh, so Pat basically uh, came out and, and just gave, gave, gave. It was like offering, like I, I, I seeked him out because I knew he played at 10X Growth Con. I knew he was going to be legit. So um, anyway, I heard like after the fact, um, I remember you saying, uh, telling that story. And, um, and I remember now like the one, I don't think I've told you this, but Remember that dinner we had at, at the at like the end of it or whatever? I ate um, like seven plates of food. I know. And looking back, I, I didn't realize. I'm like, oh, my God, this guy just like eats a lot. This is insane. But I didn't realize you probably didn't eat all day. And um, I feel terrible. Like, like looking back, like um, that's another lesson in itself, I think, is once you do make it, like be more perceptive. Like obviously there's a million things going on hosting an event, but um, – just taking care of everybody. You know, I think it, it's a good lesson in that, that, um, and kudos to you for, you know, not letting anyone know, right. Just being a well, right. And that's, I, I'm not bringing that up to complain. I'm definitely not bringing up to brag either, but at the same time, it's like I said, I mean, you flew me out there, you put me up, you paid me. It's like, Boy, those were three huge steps in themselves. I was used to driving around in vans. I drove to 10X Growth Con, paid for my own hotel room. My wife and I, yeah, from San Diego. And yeah. my wife and I, we didn't have a whole lot of money. We were worried about the sales tax on the room in Vegas. There's like an extra yeah. charge for sales tax. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be an extra $113, honey. I was eating yeah. dollar burgers at that event. I mean, this has not been glorious yeah. i think people see me on the internet and they're like oh man that dude's done all this big stuff and he's probably killing it and it's like man i have done big stuff but it's because i was willing to eat the shit that it takes to get in that position that's the difference and right there to, to answer that leads into the, the answer to that question is what did that 10 years look like and how did you decide to you know take the next step or whatever so the 10 years looked like that for me um, in a lot of ways and, and it might, might not be like you know, eating crap, but it is taking crap from bad clients. Yeah. It's getting abused by them. It's not being able to know if you're going to make rent. Um, it's, you know, getting a tax bill. You didn't know that in college, they didn't teach you how to do your taxes. Like, and then thinking you got money and you, oh, nope, you don't, you know, it's that, that's the stuff that people don't see. And then it's, you know, um, I can think back to, uh, when I was starting out too, like I would, I wasn't very good. Like no one's really good when they start, even, no. you know, and, and so I would submit a project that I worked forever on for a client and, and, um, got all excited. And then they would come back and say like, are you joking? This is the worst thing I've ever seen. And I remember how <laughs> devastating that was. I'm like, why would you say, I can, I can still remember that this one dude, like, and I just thought to myself, yeah, even you if that was just, true, you could have just said, I don't want it. Yeah. Or like, yeah. I mean, yeah. At least say like you suck or something like you don't have to like, say like you're the worst thing I've ever seen. Like that's just out there. But anyway, so fast forward through that 10 year span. Um, the reason I decided to become a thought leader or what, what have you is because I saw other people that were, and I recognized that they didn't put them on a time and effort that I did in to be where they are. And I thought that shit, that's not, that's not fair. You know? So I, I thought to myself, I need to, not only do I need to help people, but I've earned the right to do this and it's, it's time. So I guess seeing other people that weren't nearly as good at what I do, trying to take over, um, or, or doing it. And then that kind of motivated me to jump in. 
Well, right. And I think back to the other point, and it's like, well, who am I going to have getting people hyped up at my event? Let's get this dude, this dude, Pat's willing to put in the work. I mean, so you recognize that. I mean, that was a huge opportunity for me. You know, um, I mean, I remember talking to Russell like two faces from his, two inches from his face. <laughs> and, and like, I was so excited. And like, Dave Woodward had to like come over and be like, yo, Pat, like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm just a little excited. But dude, I needed to get certain information that I could apply and I put in time to get into that situation. I, I didn't care if I annoyed him. We, I can apologize later. I need, what, what can I do to do this, 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 and this to turn my skills into a real business and, you know, scale my skills and hire a team and be a CEO and a business owner instead of just an, an, an entertainer at the bar. So, I mean, there's a lot of good things that come with being an entertainer at the bar. You're booking your own schedule. You're taking your own checks. You're running your own systems. How do I turn that into a, a studio media agency? And it's the same thing with your copywriting. Like, how do I take this skill and apply it to all these other businesses instead of just in this one lane. Yeah, and I think that it's important to solidify our point here for people to recognize that there's a lot of people that want, that probably aspire to do what you're, you're doing right now where they'd say, oh, I'd love to stay home and have a studio and do music and make money, blah, blah, blah. However, like, had you not played at those bars, had you not oh, yeah. slept on bars, you wouldn't be able to do what you're doing right now. Like you can't just jump in and fake that. You know, that's the difference is you can sit there and you can make a song like an original song in minutes that takes people so much longer than that, that haven't had that ex you know, level of experience and, and put the 10,000 hours in like you have. That's the difference. Right. And the same thing with copywriting. You can't just, I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever read some of like Dana's, like captions on Facebook, like some of them are so good. I, I just go to the bottom because I want to see what the offer is. So like, you'll see me go all the way to the bottom and read the offer and then comment about what the offer is. Cause it's like, you'll get lost in his storytelling and, and his maneuvers and all this stuff. It's really, really good shit. I mean, you're good at that. And it's, it's no wonder why people hire you to do this. I mean, you've, let's talk about who you've done this stuff for. I mean, Russell, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Which is ClickFunnels, which is, by the way, blown up over the past three years. They're one of the, like, biggest companies, one of the best places to work for. I, I mean, I... Number 52 on Inc. 500, I think. Or I mean, yeah. I mean, their software is incredible. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proud ClickFunnels member now as well you know yeah. I'm, I'm still on the uh you know the bounty hunter plan but i'm not <laughs> you so you actually advanced past neophyte uh no 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 but um i'm still a neo yeah <laughs> but that's a good thing you know what i mean because at least i'm uh i'm like i got that matrix that kill the matrix mindset but uh <laughs> It, they're not going anywhere is my point. And Russell at your event talked about making potato gun videos or some kind of like potato gun DVD was his first yeah. entrepreneur endeavor. I can't even imagine him doing that. 
I know. And it's funny. And I, I think I say this cause we're friends with him and, and he knows, but um, I was looking at one of his, so I, I got in a wormhole on his YouTube channel the other day and um, started looking at his old videos, like when he was first starting out and he was, so first of all, he, he looked a lot different. Um, he's always looked a lot younger than he is. So he looked at this point, he's speaking at Dan Kennedy's conference. And he looked probably like he was 11. And I think he was probably like 23. Um, and I remember the first thing out of his mouth, he was super nervous. And he's like, all right, everybody, I know that like you guys have way more experience than me. And I'm kind of just starting out. But hopefully you can get a little bit of value from this. Like, like this is the first thing he said to this That's group of funny. Like, highly successful entrepreneurs, all nervous. Like, and to see how far he's come and how much he's honed in on his skills and his gifts, um, it's no wonder you know, because that's the thing that people aren't, aren't willing to do is go and crash in front of a room of, you know, really highly successful people so right. many times. And know, he's good. He's he's very, very good at, at keynotes and presentations and his oh, little like he's one of the best. thick figures and like little yeah. funnel drawings and stuff. That shit's cool. <laughs> yeah. But the it's the the going back to our point is he didn't just snap his fingers and now he's doing that. Like right. he did for a long time and he wasn't very good at the beginning just like all of us aren't very good um and that's the difference is the 10 years ten thousand hours and that's interesting too it kind of ties back into that's why i call this podcast successpreneur because to be a successful entrepreneur takes a lot of stuff that no one sees and i think that online we get online and we see these success stories and the the cars and the guru presentations and the and the sales and the targeting and the retargeting i mean Talk about retargeting. Dan Henry retargets me better than anybody. I click on all his yeah. stuff. But he's also really good. Yes. Right? I mean, so is, like he's spoken yep. at your event. He's very good at what he does. I, buying his offer could potentially help you make money. So again, you have to decipher who's really producing in these areas and who's just doing it to try and get sales. It's kind of a, like, it's almost like a little Tom and Jerry kind of game. Absolutely. And it's um, like one of the golden rules that I wish I would have discovered a lot earlier is in discerning is what like has that person successfully done that thing or are they successfully currently doing that thing? Because it's shocking how many people create courses or programs or what have you that haven't actually done the thing they're selling. It's unbelievable. Like that's like common sense, but people fall for it. I've fallen for it lots of times. Like it, it's just, if nothing else, if someone out there is watching, like ask yourself, like has like, what has that person done? Like what proof do they have before you go and invest your time or money into them? Especially investing uh, your time. You can always make more money. You can't get your time back. And I've noticed, like I talked about since, I made this pivot at your event to shifting into more of a media agency, which was a huge jump because it's safer to just book my whole week up singing and pay the bills yeah. and barely make it. But you're taking more of a chance because you're relying on people who say that they're successful business owners to pay you every month. And sometimes, yeah. sometimes you realize those same people that are like your homies aren't your boys and they aren't that successful and they don't have the money and they're almost using little old Pat as, as their honest and authentic pivot to try and go over with these audiences. That's pretty sad. <laughs> you know what point. I mean? 
Uh, I yeah. see that a lot too. It's just like, so especially um, with investing your time, you can always get money, but you can't get your time back. So if you associate yourself with guys that just want to look a certain way and you know, they're paying you for it at the, at the end of the tunnel, you're going to have to find a new client because that person isn't going to go all the way. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, and it's a two way street too. So if you're investing a lot of time and effort and energy and money into a person, you should be getting that back. It should be a, it should be an exchange. Totally and if it's, agree. Not, it's just like a relationship. I tell people all the time, like the people that have clients that work for, you know, uh, they have a service or something. I, I tell them like, if you wouldn't put up with getting treated like that from a spouse or a significant other, like, why would you let your client treat you like that? Yeah. Right. Like, like that is not healthy. Right. So, I spent, I've spent a lot of time chasing people over the last year, a little over a year because I want the business and I'm just getting started out with this new system of service packages and stuff. And it's like, I'm so tired of chasing people, bro. And I'm not going to do it anymore. So it's like people are either in or they're out. And it's like, yeah. you either want to do it and here's the contract or you don't want to do it. And I'm not going to chase people anymore, especially going into 2020 where, you know, I know that what I do has value because I've been on those stages and I've hung with the Russells and the Grants and the Gary V's and all these people that are taking huge steps to changing the game and entrepreneurship. And I've aligned myself with those people uh, for a reason because that's the kind of level I want to be on. And so we need to remember that, you know, as, like you said, as providers of a service, and as people who have a client base, we want both of those things to be at that level, us and the clients. And you can't, you can't force somebody to put in extra work on anything. I mean, they, and I think that there also needs to be an expectation from clients, whether it's your copywriter clients or a media client or whatever, they have to do the work too, or they're not going to get the results. If I'm your yeah. physical trainer and you don't go work out and eat the stuff and, and then you don't get results, well, I mean, you're not doing the work. Yeah. So you're not going to yeah. get the results. If you're not doing the copywriting or you're not doing the Dream 100 that Dana's teaching you or you're not doing the get client stuff that Dan Henry's teaching you or you're not posting the stuff that Pat sends you, how are you going to get the results? It's, you're not going to. Exactly. I think people I, think it's easy. Like you said, people think, oh, well, I hired this person. Now this, it's magically going to happen now. No, it's, it's all accumulation. I think one of the, one of the things I like that we've brought up these names, I'm going to cite some stuff then. Um, so Grant Cardone, one of the things I, I really like that he preaches is just massive amounts of movement. So I don't, I'm going to say that that's different. There's a distinction between that and like Gary Vee's like the hustle thing like right I, I think there's a time and a place for both for sure I but I do really like the thought of Grant Cardone's like 10x rule or just massive amount of action because if if you know if you post one Pat video right Pat makes you a marketing video you post it once and it does nothing like it's not going to do anything to do nothing after that if you post another nine like and one of them takes off that's a win, right? Like, right. Get, like professional baseball players, MLB, the best, the highest paid best players in the world. 
when they go up to bat, the best of the best are only batting in the 300s. Right. Like that means seven out of 10 times fail. Right. The best in the world. So how is it that we have to win and hit a home run every time? We don't. That's one of the secrets too, is these guys are failing a lot too, but it doesn't matter because you get one win and that's, a, that's all you need. Right. And I think I always use boxing because I love boxing because I'm just a savage guy that likes to see people get beat up. I don't know. <laughs> but like if you ever see like knockouts, most of the time it's not one punch. It's, yep. you know, one punch and then and then you get real precise and start landing nine punches later. You know, the UFC guys heads against the cage and the guys jumping up and celebrating. It's usually not one punch. Punch. It is a combination of follow-ups and touches. Like uh, you hear the 13 touch rule for closing sales. Like it takes boom, 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 boom. It takes pushing and pushing and pushing and striking and striking and landing and landing to get those things to finish, to score. Most football teams don't score on one throw. It's a long drive of going down the field and strategies and maneuvers to get the ball over the goal line to get the points. And that's how it works with anything in life. And so, like you said, I think that sometimes being online and being in the internet space with business, it looks like you're just going to hit a home run every time. It's just not the reality of the situation. Yeah, exactly. And I've got clients that we, we uh, will do campaigns. And I'll tell you right now, even the best in the world, like not every campaign they run is a good one. It's not a winner. And, and so if they're able to swallow that and keep going, then you should be able to, too, no matter where you are. Um, Absolutely. Exactly like what Pat said. That's the secret sauce right there. It's a combination. Totally. Well, man, I appreciate your time today. Why don't you uh, tell everybody about your brand new book before we log off? I mean, Dana's, by the way, got like eight. How many books do you have? Like 80 yeah. now? <laughs> I only have like 12. Okay. <laughs> That's Let's still a lot. Yeah, I need a one. book. I need a book. We talked about that. I have an idea in my head for how that would go too. And it's yeah. it's similar, similar to what we talk about. A lot of people text me or call me and they're like, Man, you're you're always happy. And it's like, well, I think it's it's easy for me to project my happiness because it's easier to express. But like the reason why you see me happy at events or doing this or that is because I'm willing to admit behind the scenes that I'm not happy all the time, that it's not easy and singing and dancing and playing guitar all the time. And so once you go through those things in your head, it's a lot easier to be grateful for what you do have and for the opportunities that you do have and for the gigs and the clients and the fun and all the experience that there's experiences that you have had doing what you love because it, you're not going to be happy all the time. The key to being as happy as possible is it is knowing that it's not going to be all the time. Yeah. Well so, said. Um, um, and I, I want to point out too the, the before I forget, because this is important, like going back to the mass amount of movements, like looking at you and your journey so far, Pat, um, I know you're not like, at the, the near the peak of where you will be, but you have made a ton of progress in the last just few years I've known you. And it goes back to like, we're not going to like, you can't even pinpoint one thing. Like, like maybe like that pivot point was dream 100 con. You decided, okay, this is like the group of people I want to be around, but it's a, an accumulation of all sorts of things. Like you no longer drinking or smoking. Like right. that makes a difference. Like, but did that at all? No, but, and you getting a studio, you moving to Texas, you like doing like, it's an, 
massive amount of movement that's gotten to you where you are. And it's super inspiring to see. And um, really cool to like the amount of clarity I've seen you kind of take in. Um, and although maybe we have a slow month here and there, which we all do, um, 2020 is going to be year the, pat, the year of Pat, I'm calling it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And I think that it's also getting outside your comfort zone and, and talking to people and communicating with people. That's why I started doing this this show is it's a great way for me to talk to some of the business people I know that I've put time and work into building relationships with and, and kind of take some of these conversations and, and upload them with, you know, my gear and, and give people some insight into what it really takes to do this. And some of the top names and, you know, funnel busters and all this, and the, the Dan Henry's or the Dana Den Henricks or Dana Derricks and all these people, there's so many of them that are successful. And that's what I want to focus on this year. Those are the people I want to talk to. And, and Dan's actually coming on the show. Jeff Hunter's going to be on the show. Who's another friend of ours. And these are all people that are highly successful in the space. And so if, if Pat wants to have a great 2020, he's got to program that by taking the action, communicating and, and building that message and also using that message to help other people grow. Because if I can help other people grow by giving them information I didn't have 10 years ago, how much more beneficial is that going to be to me moving forward? A lot. Amen. So um, let's plug the book. Let's plug the book. Uh, Show people the uh, new book. I am so uh, – so it's like snowing like crazy today, so I stayed home. Um, you so don't, don't have, have a copy of the book, do you? I don't. I don't. And I bet I didn't get you one, did I? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm sure that I'll find <laughs> – sometimes I, I randomly come across sites that have PDF files of people's books. <laughs> I don't know how that happens. I'm just searching on Google. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame don't blame the messenger okay um anyway uh so wrote a book um actually was very inspired based on some of the topic of what we've been discussing today uh of being a real expert in and putting your 10,000 hours in um i wrote a book that basically shows people um the real behind the scenes uh strategies that the top 1% makes and it's called the truth about business and um, I'll give you the, the man, once you get into it, one, one person said that it changed their DNA, which was kind of cool. Wow. Never heard that type of thing. But really what it is, is it's 12 years of me making every mistake you possibly could and um, showing you the, like what not to do. And then here's like the one thing that um, did work and does work that everyone does without really talking about it. So it's kind of an, me exposing 12 years worth of, making lots of mistakes so that you guys don't have to. Which is awesome because that's pretty much what we talked about on this show today is that you have to just go out there and do it. Like I said, I, I can't even really hear myself that well. I can see the volume. Uh, I'll fix it. But this is the time that we had allocated. We're both busy. We got stuff to do, but I want to get this done and I want to get it out there. It's not like what you and I aren't getting paid for this time. We're doing this because this is an investment in putting ourselves out there, putting a good message out there, helping people because the more people we can help, the more our cup fills up and it's, that's the way it works. So I think it's a beautiful thing. And, um, you know, we just, we just go from there. So, what is it? The truth about business? The truth about business. The truth about business. Check it out. It's on Amazon, right? 
Yep. I'll make one of my fancy little guru clips with the subtitles and all that. And I will <laughs> plug the book. We'll get a little picture on the screen. Go buy Dana's yeah. book. Support Dana. Thank you for Love supporting that. me and for supporting, you know, artists and entertainers that want to, you know, add that entrepreneur and business component to what they're doing because they want to do what they do forever. And, you know, the days of making gazillions of dollars off of a hit song, you know, uh, those record label days are fading and the internet and business and building a real, you know, online following and monetizing that is the way to go. And in all reality, you know, those are all music things like Michael Jackson made videos and dances and all this kind of stuff. And entrepreneurs do that on TikTok now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, yeah. <laughs> Rachel is like the TikTok entrepreneur queen. It's awesome. So everyone in business has now incorporated all these entertainment style tactics because that's where the market went. Technology took over. So business people had to adapt those skills. And so it's really a beautiful thing that, that you know, entertainment, music, and video, and all these different things have merged with business. And it, it's, it's awesome, man. So um, I'm so glad we met. Thank you for your time today. Successpreneur Podcast, Dana Derricks, the goat farming, funnel busting legend in the house. Appreciate you, man. And, um, you know, we will see you guys next time.